If you think we're cool, check out these podcasts. Do you like gaming? Do you like technology? Do you like movies and TV? Well, if you do, then Hazardous Verbal Waste is the podcast for you. With your host, Shiro-chan, we delve into the world of news articles covering every aspect of TV, movies, video games, emerging technology, anything you can think of that nerds and geeks would like, this podcast has it. So why don't you go ahead and subscribe? Available on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere that podcasts are available. Remember, hazardous verbal waste. It's the podcast for you. Hello, listeners. You are listening to Historical AF, or, if you cuss like we do, Historical As Fuck. We are two librarians and a historian bringing the funny, weird, spooky, and morbid historical nuggets you never knew you needed straight to your ear holes. I'm Kina. I'm Natalie. And I'm Ashley. This is episode 19, Mythology, Bart Dose. woo Kina's over there filling her alcohol. You know what? Today has been a rough day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how has the day been, Kina? (sighs) Well, it started out really great. And then I was in my office, you know, being all office-like. And then all my lights popped. And I have no light in here. So now I'm by a window because I didn't have time to go buy light bulbs. And then my pupper dog isn't feeling very good. So now I'm just... I have a lot of anxiety, you guys. Mm. Like, a lot. So, I've just been like, oh, God, he's dying. I think he just has a toothache. But I was, like, calling, like, 30 vets trying to get him in this week. And I probably sound like a ranting lunatic. But it's fine. It's fine. That'll come in handy when we uh, do our next topic. So, yes. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Spoilers. But anyway. Spoiler. Lunatic is in my title. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but other than that like this week it's been pretty good good and last time i recorded i saw cirque du soleil whatever love cirque du soleil oh it was wild <laughs> it was it was wild and it was in spanish and i understood like every fourth word so i was like nice but they were talking really slow so that's probably why we appreciate that yeah it was like the dream one <laughs> okay it was, it was fun. But yeah, we went to the massive arena in San Antonio, which is like 10 times the size of Verizon in Little Rock. Oh, There's wow. like multiple buildings that are all like triple the size of Verizon. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. I had a lot of fun. Awesome. So Ashley, how was your week? Let me guess, moving. Oh God. Okay, so <laughs> by the time this episode comes out, I will be in Louisiana. I'm sure my general thoughts on that by the time this comes out is just like banshee scream, but we'll figure it out. Been like really, really stressed. I, uh, 
everything. Everything is bees, and it's <laughs> I'm, I'm going crazy. But bees, uh, bees everywhere in my bees, my eyes, bees. <laughs> yes. So that's where I'm at, and I mean it's it's no secret that the last few episodes I've been losing my voice. So I spent the whole morning at my doctor's office and got a shot in both of my hips. So I'm waiting on steroid shots and oh. antibiotic shots to kick in because I can't take like oral meds because of my gastroparesis. So yeah, I do not feel great and therefore I'm not drinking today. I'm drinking Coke, cherry Coke. It's delicious. But yes, otherwise everything's fine except for the screaming. But anyway. Man, we should do an episode just on our like various diseases. Poor Real Natalie talk. doesn't have any though. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Natalie's like, well, sorry, y'all are dying, but uh, I have plenty to share. Yes, yes, we will gladly share some of ours. So, Natalie, how was your week? Good. Um, Actually, just a few minutes ago while testing live. I don't know if anyone lucky and got to check that out. But uh, (laughs) when we're testing live, I got a a message that someone wants to buy a painting of mine. It's a cute little one. It's a little mini painting. It's a three by three inches. And it's two little cactuses, cacti, and they're they're shapes of cats. So it's like a little mama cat and a little kitten cactus and a little pot. And it's just really cute. And it's tiny and it comes with a little mini easel as well. So she was like, I love this. I saw this online and like, I will mail it to you. I will get it to you. Um, So that makes me feel good. I just found that out. So yeah, that made my day. Yeah, for our listeners, Natalie does really cute paintings. I've been looking at them on her Instagram, lo.nat for those who are interested and they're so cute and I am definitely eyeing some to buy after I have money. <laughs> I think one that the listeners would really love. I mean, she like desert cactuses and um, that's usually what I tend to paint. One I really love though is a flying saucer beaming up a dinosaur. It's, oh, it's a little yeah. bronchios or a little, a little, little foot. As if you grew up in the land before time, like I did. Um, nice. God, that movie wrecked me as a child. We don't speak of that movie in my home. <laughs> I love that movie, I have to admit. But, anyways, it's like a cute little cartoon version of a bronchiosaurus being pulled up by a simple flying saucer. And it's pretty neat and simple. I like it. And it's, it's small, too. It's like a four by an inch. So, yeah, all so good things. <laughs> micro art. That's where all the dinosaurs went. Yep. Yes. <laughs> or big stuff. I mean, if you want to personalize and get a big thing, you can get a big thing. It's just the small ones are easy to mail. So. Yeah. So hit her up. The girl's got skills. Yes. Kina's got skills too. She made me a wonderful coffee mug that has a Dalek from Doctor Who on it that says caffeinate. It's my favorite. And my husband dropped it and broke the handle. And I am still heartbroken. Shout out, husband. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. I'm going to, like, ghost that shit and, like, mold it out of clay and replace it. Very Patrick Swayze. (laughs) Patrick Swayze, take the wheel. Yes. Can you sing the song, too? Like, with the ghost, you know? What's that song that he sings when they're pottering? Oh, God, what is it? My darling, I'm hungry for your touch. I'm hungry, too, but it's different. (laughs) Well, come on. I'm trying to, I can't even like 
think of the song. I just keep thinking of the fucking Dirty Dancing song for some reason. Wrong, wrong movie. I know, but the right Patrick, no, Patrick Swayze? Yes, the right Patrick Swayze, but the wrong movie. It's true. It'll come to me. I'll record it if I, like, I will straight up record myself sculpting a new handle on this fucking cup and singing that song from Ghost. I'll do it. Stay tuned. Oh, no. <laughs> Can I not just, like, super glue back on? No, because he threw the handle away. Oh, no. Sorry. This happened like six months ago and I'm still heartbroken. Well, don't make one before you move because I'd hate for you to like fix it and then move and then. Right. (laughs) I'll I'll take it. So like I have to go to um, I have to move to Shreveport about a month before we even have a house. Like we're just now making an offer on a house. So I'm staying at my place of work for a month. So. There's like a few things I'm taking with me to have at the housing I'll be in. And if I like redid that cup or fixed that cup, I would take it with me so I could make sure to hand deliver it to Louisiana. <laughs> we will see what put happens. Cup holder, make sure yes. it's safe. Yes, wrap it in bubble wrap and put it in my backpack. Yes. Yeah, that's how we did it too. See, lived on base for till we got the house. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Not a weird. fan, apparently. Yeah, my husband and I are going to get really good at Skyping. Lucky yeah. for him, I'm a pro now. <laughs> it's true. And <laughs> you can do the funny, uh, if you go on Facebook and message that way, they have the funny filters where you can be like an alien beaming each other up. We did some of my oh, yeah, that's pictures. Sexy. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Let's get uh, yeah. down and dirty with our second week of mythology. Oh, hell, yes. Hales, yes. Hella. I'm so excited about this one. I am too. I love mythology. I did change my topic at the very last minute, like literally an hour before we logged on. But the other topic I'll definitely go back to in a future episode, because we will totally come back to mythology. I love mythology so much. Me too. (laughs) Who wants to go first? Crickets, crickets. crickets. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I can go first. My my dice is across the room that I normally roll. It's okay. I will go first. It's pretty short. (laughs) It's pretty short. I figured since I like bombarded y'all with a like four page long poop joke last week, I would um, go a little shorter. It was so awesome, and I almost picked another story to tell y'all today from a different mythology base, but I went a little different. So anyway, any woo? That's where I'm at today. <laughs> Anywho, the cherry coke is really doing woo, something for you. Get thrown on cherry coke, y'all. I think it might be the antibiotic and steroid <laughs> shots, plus the fact I've been awake <laughs> since 3 a.m. I don't drink, or I don't sleep past 3 a.m. anymore, apparently. Oh, this morning we set the alarm for like 5. <laughs> we're going to get up and we're going to go for a walk. And then the alarm went off and the me and Zeke were like, oh, Murray looks so comfortable. Let's go back to sleep, buddy. <laughs> Big move. Like, I can't get up. The dogs are too comfortable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so this week I'm going to talk about Bona Dia, or good goddess in the ancient Roman religion. Huh. I had dare never I, heard of this. I was about to say, dare I say, I don't know who this is. Oh, I forgot to say also, this is, I rolled random this week. 
And the word that I was given was scandal. Ooh. There's a lot of things to choose from, but nothing that really stuck out to me the way that this do- uh, this does. So Bonadia, our good goddess, she was associated with chastity and fertility in Roman women, healing and the protection of the state and people of Rome. According to Roman literary sources, she was brought from the Magna Graecia sometime during the early or middle Republic and was given to her own state cult on the Aventine Hill. That was a weird way to say hill. Uh, her <laughs> rights. Uh, it's a very southern way. It was on the hail. So, yes. <laughs> I'm just like batting a thousand a day, guys. So, her rights allowed women to use, uh, or the use of strong wine and blood sacrifice. Represent. You had me at wine. You lost me at blood sacrifice. <laughs> I had myself at both. So, <laughs> these were things that were otherwise <laughs> forbidden from uh, women being able to use them in the Roman tradition. Men were barred from her mysteries and the possession of her true name. So that's why she's called Bonadia because that's like her public name. And there were actually cults that spawned off from her belief system. And they were the only ones allowed to know her true name. Ooh, that's exclusive. What, like, bad bitch energy do you have to have to be like, you can only call me this because you can't know? Like, well, I mean, also Rumpelstiltskin did that, but. Okay, it, I was just about to go there. But this yes. is very rumpelstiltskin <laughs> Yes, yes. I don't know. But anyway, so this goddess. Where did I go? Where did, or am I in my notes? I lost my place. <laughs> Who am I? What am I doing? Where am I at? Is this real life? So, given that male authors had limited knowledge of her rights and attributes, ancient speculations about her identity abound, among them that she was an aspect of Terra, Ops, Sybil, or Ceres, or Latin form of the Greek goddess Damia, who is also known as Demeter. More often than not, she was identified as the wife, sister, or daughter of the god Faunus, uh, thus an equivalent or aspect of the nature goddess, goddess Fauna, who could prophesy the fates of women. So, she's very women-centric. So this goddess had two annual festivals. One was held at her Aventine temple. The other was hosted by the wife of Rome's senior annual magistrate for an invited group of elite matrons and female attendants. The latter festival came to scandalous prominence in 62... Yeah, scandalous. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so prominence in 62 <laughs> BC when the politician Publius Clodius Pulcher was tried for his intrusion on the rights allegedly bent on the seduction of Julius Caesar's wife, whom Caesar later divorced because Caesar's wife must be above suspicion. Hmm. So, again, I am noticing that all roads lead to Caesar in some way, shape, or form in this area. I was going to say, it's like seven seven degrees to Kevin Bacon, or six degrees to Kevin yes. Bacon, whatever that thing was. But it's like 10,000 degrees to Caesar. <laughs> 15 eyes to Julius Caesar, yes. Oh, mic drop. Yes. <laughs> so the, the rights remained a subject of male curiosity and speculation, both religious and purient. So there were Bonadia cults, which I think like 100% I would have been in. Except for the fact that in the city of Rome, they were led by Vestal Virgins. So I could not lead them, but I might be able to be in them. So her provincial cults by virgin or matron priestesses, the surviving statuary of the time shows her as a sedate Roman matron with a cornucopia and a snake. Sorry, Kina. 
<laughs> Personal dedications to her are attested among all classes, especially plebeians, freedmen, and women, and slaves. Approximately one-third of her dedications are from men, some of whom may have been lawfully involved in her cult. So, like, peripherally, men could be involved, but the inner circle is very much female or women. Really selling me on this festival thing. New, new life goal. I want a festival to me. Real talk. <laughs> and Real I want talk. it to be scandalous. <laughs> yes. If it can be scandalous in any way, shape, or form, I am here for it. Uh, we could have a wicker, wicker, wicker man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just a little bit about the uh, Clodius and the Bonadilla scandal situation. So the winter rites of 62 BC were hosted by Pompeia, who was the wife of Julius Caesar, uh, senior magistrate at the time of the residence and Pontifex Maximus. Publius Clodius Pulcher, a popularist politician and ally of Caesar, was said to have intruded, dressed as a woman, and intent on the hostess's seduction. What an ass. How dare he? Right, scandal. You don't even go here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that. I'm sorry, I'm just picturing Julius Caesar in Mean Girls, and it's like yes! the best fucking crossover ever. Thank you. <laughs> Let's make this happen. <laughs> right? Oh, it's happening. So as the rites had been set in, uh, forth, the Vestals were obliged to repeat them. And after further inquiry by the Senate and pontif- pontifices, Clodius was charged with desecration, which carried a death sentence. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Cicero, whose wife, Terentia, had hosted the previous year's rites, testified for the prosecution. So, like, this whole thing went to trial. Caesar pl- publicly distanced himself from the affair as much as possible, and certainly from Pompeia, whom he divorced because Caesar's wife must be above suspicion, as I said before. And he had been correctly absent from the rites but as the paterfamilias he was responsible for their piety or piety as pontifex oh god words are hard as pontifex maximus he was responsible for the ritual purity and piety of public and private religion so kind of as like the big daddy of religion in this area he could not have anything bringing reproach to his name including a wife that may or may not have been seduced is that kind of like how the Queen of England is the head of the church and she can't be scandalous or have anything because yep. she is the church? Exactly. Yes. Okay. It's very, very similar to that. So this was a very high profile case. The rights remained officially secret, but many details emerged during and after the trial and remained permanently in the public domain. They fueled theological speculation, as in Plutarch and Macrobius, and they fed the prurient male imagination, given that innate moral weakness. What might women do when given wine and left to their own devices? Oh, how now, brown cow? Have a goddamn good time. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Just not talk about you dumbasses. And a podcast. Yes, create a (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Yes. Such anxieties were nothing new and underpinned Rome's traditional strictures against female autonomy. So being able to celebrate this goddess was very like girl power and not kowtowing to your husband or your guardian's bullshit, which 100% here for. In the political and social turmoil of the late Republic, Rome's misfortunes were taken as signs of divine anger 
against the personal ambition, religious negligence, and outright impiety of her leading politicians. Clodius's prosecution was at least partly driven by politics. In an otherwise seemingly thorough account, Cicero makes no mention of Bonadilla's May Festival and claims the goddess's cult as an aristocratic privilege from the first, the impeccably patrician Clodius, Cicero's social superior by birth, is presented as impious, a low-class oaf, and his populist policies are threats to Rome's moral and re- religious security. After two years of legal wrangling, Clodius was acquitted, which Cicero put down to jury fixing and other backroom dealings, but his reputation was damaged. And then the scandalous revelations at the trial also undermine the sacred dignity and authority of the Vestals, the Festival, the Goddess, Office of the Pontifex Maximum, and by associations, Caesar and Rome itself. So this carried way down the line to Caesar's heir Octavian, and the repercussions were just insane. But I really, I want to be in this cult. Do y'all want to join a cult? Let's join this cult. I have mixed feelings about this. <laughs> but yeah, like hearing all this, does this not make you kind of like understand more why Caesar was stabbed? Yes. 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 And to go a little backwards, yes. if I get to be leader of said cult, I think I'd be more down for it. But things never end well for members of cults. Real, real talk. I don't think they had like a flavor aid situation on their hands. Yeah, but sorry, Kina. The main thing about the temples. Oh no, it's snakes, isn't it? It's snakes. I'm sorry. <laughs> they would have tamed snakes crawling all around to help protect the temple. Is there such a thing as tamed snakes? No, it's a damn lie. Well, Girl, I mean, wait. what about the people that you see on like movies that have the snakes that they do the when and now 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 and like the snake comes up out of the basket and all that yeah. shit. And then like five years later, the snake bites him in the jugular. Okay. Yes, that too. <laughs> but if the goddess is on your side, could she not tame the snakes for you? Unless she's bored and then wants the snakes to attack. True. Free entertainment. We, you know what? Caesar had it good because he could have been bitten by snakes to death. Ooh, like Cleopatra. Ooh. Yes, yes. You make a valid point. Yeah, maybe that's why it's I'm afraid so of snakes. Because in my past life, I was Cleopatra and I got bit by a snake. That would explain so much. I'm sticking to it. That's what I happened. love it. Love it. So, yeah, so that's Bonadilla. <laughs> I want to go to these beautiful, beautiful festivals and do all the fun things. You might not know this, but is Pompeii, as in the volcano, named after his ex-wife? No. Oh, okay. Cool. I was wondering that when you said the name. Yeah, I didn't think about actually, you know, elaborating on anything, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to talk to this Dr. Pepper or this Coke. What the fuck am I drinking? The Coke about my feelings. I mean, as long-winded as I am, if you guys were yeah. long as well, this podcast would never end. Exactly. So I try to, like, snap it out. Yeah. Me, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till next week, guys. <laughs> oh, never no. Shut up. <laughs> I made sure that my story for next week is very short, so. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Well, I really do like Roman mythology, but yeah, they always crack me up, especially when it comes to women things. They're all like, 
must be pure, but there's also scandal. Ugh, like, women yeah. are such a divisive thing in its own. Like, we're supposed to be pure and innocent, but we innate evil and the root of all sin or whatever. It's one of those things that, for me, falls into that, like, Madonna and the whore kind of paradigm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think... Oh, what story was it that I told where they talked about that women got a bad rap because we are the two extremes. We are like the ultimate evil, but the ultimate purity all at the same time. Yep. It's a lot of uh, weight on our shoulders, you guys. Yeah, you can't have it both ways, people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of work to be the ultimate evil and the ultimate good. I mean, got a lot of balance to maintain there. Real talk. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm comparing it to myself. I'm like, I, I consider myself pretty chill most of the time. So I think. <laughs> I am 100% evil. I like to think that I'm too Is Keenan the good one? And yeah. then I'm in the middle? Chaotic, neutral, chaotic, good, and chaotic evil. Yeah, I'm chaotic good. I do it to my own detriment. Like my own. I hurt myself to try to be good. I need to, I need to tone it down a bit. <laughs> yep. You know, I always say that um, I describe myself or my artwork at least as calm and chaos. So it actually kind of fits. Yeah, so you're chaotic neutral. It's funny because my art professors Uh in college at UCA used to tell me that my artwork was chaotic. Just chaotic. Nice. Not calming. Just chaos. I'm getting a call. We're just chaos here. (laughs) That's my, uh, that's my, like, bio. It's like a run on caffeine and chaos. Nice. I roll. My bio is a participation trophy wife. (laughs) I know. It's really good. I wish I could steal that from you. (laughs) I'll share it. I don't mind. (laughs) Do you want to go next? Sure. I am so excited about this one. I did Japanese mythology. Yay! I'm so excited. I have a couple of things. One is monsters. Of Japanese, and then I got a really creepy story because my theme is spooky. If you have awesome. it, come on. So one beast is the Gasha Dukuro, made of bones. So a giant beast made of bones of people that have starved. That just sounds oh, fucking creepy to me. So not, like, so not like a skeleton. He's just made of bones of his victims or, or starving. This. Yes. His goal is to bite the head off and drink your blood and then add your bones to himself. Yikes. That so sounds just like a wild Saturday. You, basically. Huh. Does he grow? Mm-hmm. It didn't say. I think he just gets maybe stronger. Uh, and probably grows. Probably just taller. It describes him as a huge skeleton, a huge skeletal-like figure. Okay, cool. So I imagine probably the bones will kick spikes and defensive stuff too. So, anyways, that's fucking creepy. And that's monster one. Let's continue. <laughs> uh, Katakurama? Kurawa? Sorry, I'm going to butcher these names. So, have fun. This one, okay, this one kind of makes me laugh. It is a little pig. It's a ghost pig. What? Um, I love with him. One, with one ear. Oh. <gasps> And it has no shadow. And when the pig runs between your legs, it steals your soul. Like <laughs> so you do. So, yeah. So specific. Yeah, that is oddly specific. So, 
So watch out for Ghost Wilbur or Babe. Yes. Oh, or Quirky, you know, whichever. (laughs) Sichigumo is a really crazy creature. It's a body of a tiger, limbs of a spider, and a face of a demon. Uh, It eats travelers. Yep, it eats travelers. And it is said that once a warrior killed one of these creatures, and 1,990 skulls fell out of its belly. So it just eats and eats and eats and eats. There's Yikes. more than one? Yes, there's they supposed to be multiple creatures of this, one? not just like one legend. Like, No. <laughs> sounds like what happens when I drop my purse and shit falls out. <laughs> All the skulls come out. All the skulls fall out of my purse. <laughs> I always say a woman's bag is just like an abyss, basically. I think of Hermione and having to dig her arm all the way in there yep. and just pulling it's stuff out. That's portal. basically what it is. Another monster is the Oshio Baba. It's an old woman who offers a face powder to women to help super evil Avon lady. Um, <laughs> because when she puts the powder on your face, your face then falls off. No! No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. That just sounds yep. like every time I wear makeup. Yep, it just melts off. <laughs> that's that's what happens like if I wear makeup and I go outside and I sweat. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hello, southern humidity. <laughs> real talk. Um, the last monster is a real treat. Kuchisake Ona. It's a woman who wears a medical mask. This one is kind of between folklore and a bit newer. Um, so imagine a woman wearing a face mask, um, like a medical nursing mask, and she will go to a child and ask if she looks pretty. Oh, no. I've heard of, of this course, one. I'm terrified. She is pretty. And the child will say yes. And then she removes her mask and you see slits along the mouth. Think of the Joker or the Dahlia slits. No. Uh-huh. And of course the child... Of course, the child is probably terrified, and she will say, do I still look pretty? If the child says no, she will cut it in half. Ah! Yeah, no, no. That escalated. If the child child says yes, then she will cut a permanent smile on the child. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation going on on that one. Thanks, I hate it. (laughs) you're welcome that is the last of the Japanese monsters there are so many more mythical monsters out there yes and yeah there's actually several monsters that grab you off the toilet and will drag you to hell no 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 listen can I segue for a second and tell you something completely unrelated but kind of okay let me tell you about why I have a phobia of frogs Okay. (laughs) Okay. So when I was little, there was a frog in my grandma's house, and instead of throwing it outside, she flushed it down the toilet. So, oh no! From the time I was like four to like nine or ten, and until they moved to a new house, I was afraid to use the toilet in their house because I was afraid the frog would come up from the pipes and eat me. (laughs) Oh God! Yeah, I have a uh, I have a fear of toilet snakes. Yeah, I've not seen one, but yes. 
not sit on a toilet if I have not first looked for a snake. <laughs> Real talk, yep. It is documented. Yeah. But yes, a demon that snatches you off the toilet, I am not here for it. There was yeah. a episode of X-Files, and I had to have been like... 10 or younger and I remember it was like a porta potty and the guy like was sitting on the toilet and there was like a demon thing in it and like re- like ripped him off and killed him or whatever that also terrifies me monsters getting you on the toilet you're so you're so exposed you're so vulnerable very, so vulnerable yes very vulnerable yes they, they even play into that on look who's talking too when Mikey is learning how to use the toilet and the toilet is a talking monster yep <laughs> This is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do not, do not like. But yeah, everything in Japan is like nightmare fuel. Like they have the scariest movies, the scariest mythology, the scariest forests. That suicide forest, no thing. Yes, I forgot. About Actually, that. that that is what I was about to talk about. It's the suicide oh, forest. Do it, okay, jump yes. in. Oh, so scary. Sorry, we derailed. No, no, I love it. No, full circle. Frogs to, <laughs> to suicide forest and back. So I know, we're right back in it. My own personal and hell let's go. frogs. So suicide forest. forest. There's probably frogs in the suicide forest, probably. We'll just go ahead and note that. <laughs> okay, so the suicide forest is located in Japan. It's at the base of Mount Fuji. Corpses have been there for years and the forest is so lush that sometimes it takes years to find the, the bodies just the trees and foliage so it's it's not uncommon to find bones and all kinds of fun stuff bodies dangling from limbs Aww. actually if you go there That's sad. um also it just it is sad um but it's also like beautiful in a way because it's so lush and green like it is a very silent forest so if you like solitude and stuff then it's the place to be but it does give this eerie vibe because it's so old and someone quoted that breathing is like a roar just like like a breath is like a roar because that's how quiet it is that gives me chills that creeps me out Um, so hard some people and traditionally go there to make themselves or maybe from a drug overdose. The book Kuroi Jakai by Masumoto uh, came out in 1960. It's about a heartbroken lover that retreats to the sea of trees, that's what it's called. And many suicides are found with that book in their hand. Aww. I guess they're thinking of some sort of romantic. Absute which means abandoning the old woman. So it didn't just start with the book. Suicide has been happening there for years and years and years before 1960. And the abandoning woman, that is when during times of, of plight or just starvation anyways, and a family might need one less mouth to feed, I'm saying this is just a folklore. Like some say this isn't true, but they will take the oldest member of the family, so poor grandma, and lead them into the forest and leave just leave them to die of starvation. Jesus. Not me, Ma. This might be the first time I'm gonna cry on this podcast. Not the me Yeah. So the spirits that's why, because it's so sad, that's why people 
insist that it's not true. But I think sometimes folklore, you know, they come from somewhere. Sometimes so there's a basis in reality. the numbers, the amount of people. Yeah. Okay, so the ghosts are very vengeful. They tend to torment visitors there by, you hear the moans, the sounds, footsteps, creaking of the limbs and the trees from bodies hanging in the distance. Oh. And they tend to lure the sad to them. So mm. just imagine if you're really depressed and sad near there, some sort of calling. Yikes. Ever since 1970, there's actually been an annual search where they get the police and volunteers to search the woods for bodies. And usually there's about 70 to 100, especially in the last 10 to 20 years, there's about 70 to 100 bodies, suicidal bodies there. Another whammy, um, if you decide to go camping or go visit, there's no sales service. Yikes. Oh, don't love that. So I think about all spirits and stuff. There's no cell phone service. Yeah. Something, there's iron in the soil and it disrupts the signal. Oh. They say say to stay on the path. Those who venture off the path are the ones to find the bones of remains normally. There's documentations where you find a body and limbs far away. So whatever you stay on the path. Yeah. And that is the suicide force. Okay, cool. Well, I just want to add, since we did talk about suicide and it's kind of a heavy thing, if you're in the U.S. and need to talk to someone, you can call 1-800-273-8255. There's also an online chat. And if you're outside of the U.S. and want to find a number, you can either Google it or you can email us at historicalafpod at gmail.com and ask us to find the number for you, and we will definitely help you out. Yeah. Yes. It's, a real, it's a real thing. Um, yeah. You want everyone to be happy and healthy. Yes. Spooky and sad. I'm sorry to bring it down, but hopefully Kina will bring us back up. It's okay. <laughs> That's what spooky and morbid do. <laughs> I had morbid, but I kind of went a little funnier. Nice. Well, first, good. our good friends over on Ghost Adventures did an investigation of the suicide forest, and that was interesting. Ooh. Good old. Did they find Reagan. anything? Did they send Aaron in there by himself? <laughs> Probably. I honestly do not remember. I just remember them finding a circle of dirt and Bagans being like, "What does it mean?" and just freaking out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch it. But anywho. God, he is. You know, it's like, I enjoy that show, but they are so ridiculous that you just cannot not give them shit. Yeah. You just can't. It's no. amazing. I, no, look, I love Ghost Adventures. I watch the shit out of Ghost Adventures, but oh my God, they're ridiculous. Mm, yes. He Some of y'all like, like reality shows. I like Ghost Adventures. <laughs> He's like the epitome of extra. Yes, ghost, ghost spacers. <laughs> That's supernatural, right? Yes, I happen to be a huge yes. supernatural fan. <sighs> I have been trying to find a way to say you've your last haw on this podcast because of supernatural, <laughs> but I have not had the opportunity yet, but it will happen. Oh, we'll find it. Uh, <laughs> all right, so my story was morbid. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, and I decided to go a little funnier, so I'm going to talk about the biggest assholes in Greek mythology. 
Okay, really quick, I wanted to cite my sources because I did pull a lot from a website, uh, Gizmodo, and it was written by Rob Bricken about assholes in Greek mythology, and it was really funny. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, I did laugh harder at his jokes than mine, so sorry. And then I also pulled some from Ranker. They had an article on the most disturbing stories of Greek mythology by Laura Allen. And then I fact-checked both articles by going to Britannica, History.com, and then Pantheon.org. Yeah, org. And uh, yeah, so cited and fact-checked. All right, let's do this. So, I considered this morbid because these gods in particular could and did steal, rape, torture, and kill pretty much whenever they felt like it. Anytime they people. Felt like it. Awesome. Yay. Yay. So, number <laughs> one is Zeus. He is like the biggest asshole of them all. Hard to figure out even where to start with this guy. He was the head bitch in charge and ruled over the gods and the universe. Everyone, both mortal and immortal, called him daddy to represent his status, and because in ancient Greece there was a chance he actually sired you. He couldn't keep it in his pants. Puts whole new meaning to the phrase harder daddy. <laughs> <sighs> so Zeus cheated That's on so his harsh. wife. <laughs> yeah, go figure. <laughs> so he cheated on Hera constantly. Uh, So once he decided to bang a woman, he was going to bang her. And if he had to be a swan, a bull, or a golden shower of light to do it, he did it without giving a single fuck. Which those are all instances of how he seduced women. He needs to be on our fuck you list. Yes. Ooh, we should add that. Take note, future Kina. (laughs) Side note, I was on Twitter and there was some history, something that was like, historians what's your unpopular opinion about history so i put our fuck you list on there and they were like wowza that's a lot of unpopular opinions i was like no wrap in (laughs) like listen to our podcast motherfucker you'll understand why caesar and aristotle and all them are on here yep Uh, anywho oh and the swan was uh i'm pretty sure that he turned into a swan seduced a woman had twins and one of them was helen of troy Yep. But like, why would a swan cozy end up to you being like that? Do that? I, I don't. I don't understand. I have a lot of questions. So one of the morbid shit he did. There was a woman named Metis who Zeus decided he needed. Therefore, he got. Later, she heard a prophecy that her child would overthrow Zeus, and unfortunately, he also heard this rumor and did the only logical thing. He swallowed her and the unborn child whole. Problem solved, right? No. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, would that create heartburn? You would think. You would think. Well, yeah. he actually started getting headaches. Maybe it's some tubs. <laughs> oh, okay. Suck it, Zeus. Yeah, so he started getting terrible headaches. So Hermes <laughs> decided that he should make, oh, oh, forgot how to say this. Hephaestus? Hep- how do you say Hephaestus? the metal guy? Hephaestus? Hephaestus? He uh, decided that Hephaestus should take a wedge and break open Zeus's skull because that's apparently how you cure headaches. And when they cut open his skull, a fully grown female warrior sprang out, completely dressed in armor. This was Athena, who is appropriately enough the goddess of wisdom and intellect. Love it. (laughs) It's kind of like a new meaning to exploding headache. 
Yes, I've been thinking about getting a uh, some Greek goddesses as tattoos, and Athena is on my list. She's also on my list. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, also, like most, if not all gods, Zeus could hold a hefty grudge. So if you pissed him off once, you were completely screwed. Like Prometheus found out when he gave humanity (laughs) fire. Zeus chained him to a rock and had an eagle eat out his liver every day for eternity just for being nice to us as measly little humans. Well, thanks, but sorry. That's just, (laughs) that's like a new level of torture. Watch your liver be eaten out every day. No. (laughs) So, next, we got Kronos. So, to be fair, Zeus had a pretty fucked up childhood. After hearing a prophecy that one of his children would overthrow him, his old daddy Kronos the Titan ate all of his children. Zeus only escaped because his mom fed Kronos a rock in baby's clothes, which he assumed was his kid. Also, how dumb do you have to be to eat a rock and be like, that's my baby? I don't, I don't. That just, like, makes me curious. How crunchy are babies? <laughs> Unless you just, like, popped it in whole, like, True. without even, like batting an eye. Yeah, also, probably taking a shot. Probably. But also, why would Zeus eat his kid if he's all, like, pissed off that his dad tried to eat him? People never learn. Break the cycle, people. It's like, say it's a cycle. <laughs> Isn't there a painting of Kronos with a, one of his kids hanging out of his mouth? Yes. Or is that Dante's Inferno? Probably. Yes. I love okay. that painting, and I am I blanking on the artist. But he was also one of the first artists to depict mental illness in paintings. So I really enjoy him. Awesome. If I remember his name, if it pops in my head, I'm going to scream it very inappropriately at some point. Awesome. So Kronos, in general, didn't do anything half-assed. So he didn't just overthrow his own dad, which most people, I don't know which one. It used to be Uranus, but now it's like Uranus. So I don't want to sound like an idiot. Because people are like, Uranus, he, he, he. So now they're like, no, it's Uranus. Anyway, so he didn't just kill his dad. He castrated him, too. Damn, he doubled down. Yeah, so this is a wild cycle of (laughs) shit. (laughs) He apparently was power-obsessed in the worst way, and castrating his father was what he decided he needed to do to become the top dog. Kronos did this to his dad, and then Zeus also tried to overthrow his dad. It's just this weird-ass cycle. But, um... To add some more drama to it, Zeus grew up, sought out Kronos, and forced him to vomit up all the baby gods he had eaten over the years. And because this mythology, all the gods were still alive. And then they had a great war <laughs> raged over a decade between them and the Titans, and Zeus and his siblings eventually won. So. Nice. How shitty it would be to be swallowed by your dad and live there for like 30 years. <laughs> Just hanging out by his pancreas. Uh, they're alive. Anything would be like poking. Like, real talk. I would. I'd fight back. For real. Try try to eat me. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck your gallbladder. (laughs) Karate chop. Judo chop. Yes. (laughs) So, we mentioned the Uranus guy. So, Cronus's dad wasn't really a better father, obviously. He was essentially the sky who made love with Gaia, who was the Earth, and who, according to some versions of the myth, was actually his mother. So, Ew. Ew. Gaia gave birth to the Titans and a few humongous monsters. And then he imprisoned the monsters in Tartarus deep inside his mom where they hurt the shit out of her. Causing her to conspire with Kronos to kill and castrate him. And she was very firm on the castrating part. So when you get 
deeper into the story. She's the one that was like, <laughs> cut his dick off. Yeah. Damn, mama. Yeah. But yeah, this whole, oh, man. Everything's very twisted. Yeah. So Hera, who is Zeus's wife. So the worst part about Zeus's constant seduction and or sexual assault of every pretty girl in Greece, his wife Hera would inevitably torture the shit out of the women afterwards. Yikes. Way to victim blame. (laughs) Yeah, so she blamed the women for her husband's infidelity, which is bullshit because most of these were rape. And she didn't care if they tried to refuse Zeus and his advances. So even if they tried multiple times to be like, no, and then he eventually got his way, she would still be like, fuck you. She turned them into monsters, banned them from giving birth on land, tricked Zeus into murdering them, and so much more. Any children resulting were not spared either, as Hercules learned when Hera tried to kill him his entire life. <laughs> you mean Hunkules. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules! <laughs> ah, but she wasn't much better with her own kids. When she gave birth to the ugly Hephaestus, she Hephaestus. threw him off Hephaestus. Why can't I say that? Hephaestus. <laughs> She threw him off a mountain for being ugly. Like you do. Yeeted him into the sun. Yeah. And then one of the other stories is when she found out about Lamia's affair with her husband, she transformed her into a creature that craved children, including her own. Yikes. Yeah. Gross. Next is Athena. (laughs) Even the wisest and kindest of gods can be a dick sometimes. She was generally the most level-headed of all the gods, but she had a temper, just like her old daddy. So when Poseidon raped a beautiful priestess in one of Athena's temples, the goddess was so pissed off that she didn't fend off Poseidon. And she turned her into a monster with snakes for hair, a la Medusa. And then Athena actually helped Perseus kill her. So that was a long-ass grudge. That is a very long-ass grudge. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people know that Medusa was raped and that's why she got turned in, but that makes it even darker and scarier because she's just one of the most well-known monsters. Yeah, I love Medusa's story because it's so heartbreaking and so like relatable in some senses for me. And Medusa got the short end of the damn stick. Yeah, she did. Athena needs to sit the fuck down. Yes. She's also one of the goddesses who's helped start the Trojan War because she was pissed off when Paris awarded Aphrodite first prize in the impromptu goddess beauty contest. (laughs) Because, of course. Of course. That's what you do, right? Yep. This is another one that's terrible. When she heard about a woman named Arachne who boasted that she was better at weaving than the goddess herself, she challenged the mortal and then lost. Furious, she destroyed Arachne's tapestry and forced her to feel so guilty that she became overwhelmed and killed herself. Athena then decided to grant Arachne a second life as a spider so she could spin and weave all her life. Thus the word arachnid. Yeah. And there were some other stories that said that her entire afterlife was as a spider as well, which is really fucked up. <sighs> Antaeus uh, was a traditional asshole, if you will. He was son of Poseidon, and his grandmother was Gaia. This half-giant literally just hung out by a road and killed anybody stupid enough to agree to fight him. He took their skulls with the intent of turning them into the world's creepiest shrine to his dad. He was undefeatable as long as he was touching the ground because his mom, who was Earth, made him unbeatable. But Hercules wandered by, picked him up off the ground, crushed him, and then killed him. 
Nice. Yeah. Number seven is Poseidon. Oh, shit. Pasiphae, the daughter of the sun god Helios, married Minos, the king of Crete. The king had a white bull that he treasured so much that he refused to offer it as a sacrifice to Poseidon, the god of the sea. Enraged, the god cursed Minos' wife, making her lust for the bull. Ew. And the curse was so strong that Pasiphae did mate with the bull, causing her to bear a beastly offspring with the head of a bull and the body of a man called the Minotaur. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, this is, gods. This is like a terrible... This is like a terrible thing to birth. Oh my god, can you even imagine? I, I hope it didn't have horns, yeah. <laughs> god. Please play uh. for, pay, pray for her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, number eight. Actaeon was a hunter who accidentally stumbled upon a pool in which Artemis was bathing in. Just like us mere mortals, Artemis hated it when other people caught them bathing. But unlike most of us, she told Actaeon that he would be transformed into a stag if he ever spoke again. Apparently, he didn't take it very seriously because he walked away, called his dogs to him, and immediately transformed into said stag. But not recognizing their master in this new figure, the hunting dogs attacked him and killed him. (laughs) I mean, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so number nine is Demeter, which is normally a pretty cool, chill chick. But, so, oh god, Aristichthon, oh shit, Aristichthon, I'm gonna... I give up. Was the king with a serious case of hubris, he desired a large banquet table, so naturally he cut down trees from Demeter's Grove. In retaliation, she cursed him with never-ending hunger. He would yearn for anything digestible and eat it, but his hunger was insatiable. In frustration, he ended up eating his own flesh until he died. Okay. It's a little extreme, but okay. Number 10 is Hades, which is normally a pretty chill dude. you think the god of the underworld would be one of the ones fucking the most shit up but normally he just minds his own business he's kind of like the office guy you know does yes. all the paperwork but on one <laughs> occasion the mortals theseus and prethos traveled to the underworld to visit hades and his bride persephone Preth, oh god pirithos who wanted the beautiful persephone to be his wife asked theseus to help him abduct the god's bride which you should already know this is not going to end well nope knowing of their ulterior <laughs> motive hades feigned an act of hospitality and offered them a seat. But when they sat down, snakes coiled around their chairs, binding them to their seats forever. Luckily nice. for Theseus, Hercules came and set him free. But the other dude just was left there to sit with the snakes forever. That is like your own personal hell. It is! That is, yes, that is, oh my god, I can hear Reggie. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Terry just got home, so Reggie is tip-tapping. He's <laughs> so cute. He's ridiculous. Yeah. Most of these are just, there are so many. Yeah. yeah. God's had some wicked punishments. Yep. And I would not enjoy any of them. Cool. I love Greek mythology. I had to learn a lot of it in high school and I really, really love it. I even like cooked special Greek foods for a presentation in that class. It, I'm that extra. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. That can well, be our next photo shoot. We can be like Grecian goddesses. Which goddess would Ooh, you be? I want to be Persephone. I want to be ethereal and vaguely threatening. And I think she's got like the big dick energy on that. True. She got that 
dark time in the underworld where she can be like a goth bitch too. Yes, yes, that is 100% me. Part part goth bitch, part very, very flowery and happy. I know. Shocking, right? <laughs> Who would you be, Natalie? You'd be any god from Greek None. mythology. <laughs> They're all pretty terrible. Um, I was like, they all seem like bitches. So. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. They seem very vain. and I mean, the, the first one that comes to mind is Athena. Yeah. Because of wisdom and everything. But even then, what she did to Medusa, correct? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it just, just no. Yep. I can be Hera. Like, I just, be I just want to watch yourself. Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually my thing. Like, I want to be Hera because I want to be queen of all bitches. And when I went to Harry Potter World, I got the Elder uh, Wand because I wanted to be the, yeah, top bitch in charge. So nice. Probably says something about my personality. Oh, my <laughs> I want the strongest wand of them all. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So yeah, that closes off our week two of mythology. Hell yes. Hope you guys enjoyed. Yes, we will definitely revisit that topic in later episodes. Yeah, there's so much to choose from in so many different cultures, too. We could do this a thousand times. Yep, and we will. Good old time. So... If you would like some extra content, like you're listening to this and you're like, damn, I have to wait a whole week for another episode. No, you don't. Just go over to Patreon and we got a whole huge list of shit you can listen to. Which, side note, I was, I called my mom yesterday to like check on her and be like, how are you doing? And then I answered the phone and I could hear us and I was so confused (laughs) for a second. And I was like, and she was like, oh, I'm (laughs) listening to Patreon. You guys are so funny. Every time my mom's listening to me, I hear my cackle, and I'm like, ah, it's very startling. But So even my mom can attest that there's a lot of shit on there. We do deleted scenes, drunk dives, uh, bloopers, and then we have book lists and all that stuff. But you can go to www.patreon.com slash historicalafpod and see all the tiers. And then you can also see everything we've posted. It's just blacked out until you actually join. Yay! Yes, and we just finished a welcome video on there, so you'll get a little preview as you enter our domain on there. And we also uh, are still doing our awesome thing where the first 10 people to sign up for our Patreon tiers or people who are already a Patreon member who upgrade their tiers get something special from us. So hurry, hurry, hurry. Yeah, get it while it's hot. Yes, and you will get a letter from one of us, whoever you pick of these three lovely hostesses, and something fancy from our home states. We can't tell you what it is, but I'm sure it'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. And we're going to send you stickers. Yes, yes. Stickers, you stickers. Just a little sticker. Right. I, ooh, I love a sticker. I do, too. I do, too, so much. So, yeah, hop on over to patreon.com slash historicalafpod and sign up for today. Yeah. Do it now. One, two, three, go. If you want to send us listener stories, which we always desperately, desperately need, you're going to send them to historicalafpod at gmail.com. And that is your family history, spooky stories, true crime in your hometown, uh, any topic you want us to look up, go back and listen to our other extra episodes and see what we have talked about. 
send us emails, please. We're always and forever needing them. So do it. Yes. And also follow us on social media. We are historical AF pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you have joined us lately, which we got a big spike on Instagram and Twitter lately. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I think that's, oh. oh, and then merchandise. <laughs> I like how we both had a collective brain fart. <laughs> so if you want to get some t-shirts, coffee mugs, anything and everything on our Spreadshirt site, you're going to go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash historical AF pod. Are you sensing a theme yet? <laughs> yes we have Thank so much it. cool stuff I can't wait to get paid for get my first paycheck so I can order some more stuff off the shop because it's yeah, really... it's so comfortable I'm not even yeah. lying so comfortable I know we say that every week but it is it's so good and then also we updated our website so if you are starting behind and you don't want to dig through Facebook for all the photos we talk about they are on our website which is historicalafpodcast.wordpress.com and then there's also links to all our stuff, our social media, our merch, our Patreon. And then we have some cool little bios and stuff on there, too. So. Yup. <laughs> Check that out. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next. You'll hear us next week. Yes. We, you will, we will come to you with dulcet tones to your <laughs> ear holes next week. And then I will burst <laughs> your eardrums with my cackle. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, so have a great week, everyone. We love you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Bye. 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 <laughs>